At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. The series we've been doing, I've never done before, but I've been sharing the last two weeks, and this is our third message. We'll finish on Christmas Eve. I've, n- I've never preached this series before, and um, there's something very supernatural about it, something very miraculous about the depth that God went to to liberate you and I, how deep and how far He went to see us free. There's just something really good. It's good to go back and listen to it and let it really minister to your core. Because when you understand where you've come from and the price that was paid for your life, you can do many miraculous things because you're empowered by the miraculous one. I was thinking of this verse of Scripture just as I was in worship. I was thinking about this verse. It's part of the prophecy of Isaiah It's all the different names of God. You're going to hear in my message today the different names of Jesus, the different definitions of His name. But in Isaiah 9, 6, it says, And His name shall be called Wonderful. When you see the name of Jesus, think of the word Wonderful. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's His name. That's His name. He's the Prince of Peace. We see in the book of John where He said He would leave us His peace. If we've been given the peace of Jesus because that's who He is, we should never live our life without peace. So with all the disruptions that life throws at us, we've got to know that He is peace. But the thing I love about that name, Wonderful, is that everybody, everybody in here today, everybody sitting in here, you, you've got something to complain about? If you tell me no, you're lying. Because you could complain. I didn't say you did. And that you will, but you could. Everybody could complain about something. Everybody could be worried and fretful about something. Everybody could be anxious about something? Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> but his name is wonderful. I mean, it just makes you want to smile. He, he's, he's wonderful. We don't have to be mean people because we serve a, a wonderful God whose name is wonderful. Somebody asks you, Are you born again? Yes. 
Who's the Savior of the world? Well, His name is wonderful. <laughs> I love saying things that don't fit to the natural mind. What do you mean His name is wonderful? That's what the Bible says. His name shall be called wonderful, Isaiah prophesied. Well, I'm telling you today, His name is wonderful right now. And you and I have so much to be grateful and thankful for. Amen? What a great time. What a great season that this is. And it can be a religious season. It can be just a traditional season. Or it can be a miraculous season. Amen? Traditions are great. But not if they're void of the miraculous. And there's only one that can make things miraculous. And it's the wonderful one. Amen? He's wonderful. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. But just to see how deep and how far that God would go to liberate you and I. Longer I live, more I live on this planet, the more overwhelmingly grateful that I am for the depth that He went to to pay for my life, for my redemption my deliverance, my healing, my prosperity, my everything. Can you say amen? Everything. Wow. Not a one sitting in here today or that's ever sat or lived or experienced anything on planet earth was worth it. None of us were worth it. None of us deserved it. <laughs> but he thought different. He thought you were dang special. Hmm. Amen? So in John chapter 1, <clears throat> today we're, our series entitled The Chosen. The Chosen One. The Chosen One. John 1 and 1, and in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His Glory, the glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word became flesh and the Shekinah glory of God manifested. Mm. It manifested and it's been manifested ever since. The Shekinah glory of God's always been there because God is and whether you believe God or not doesn't matter whether God is. And everything that God's Word says will happen, it'll happen whether you believe it or not. Whether it happens in your life determines whether you and I choose to believe that these things are real and apply them. Or you can just have a bad day. Amen? And yet, Mr. Wonderful lives inside of you. But there's a promise that we've talked about the last couple of weeks <clears throat> that was manifest, and I just love to see how all through Scripture that we see Jesus everywhere. And, and, it's, and it's so important that you spend the time, you have to spend some time to watch the pieces fit. That's where your faith grows. 
If you don't, if you don't take what you hear and do something with it, it won't transform your life. I'm going to say it again. If you don't do anything with this series that you've heard me preach, if you don't do anything with it, you don't go back and listen to it, take the notes and go back and allow the Scripture to speak to you, it won't do for you what God intended this series to do for your life. I didn't say it won't do anything because you're hearing the Word and the Word does amazing things because all the power and the deliverance and everything we need in life is in His Word, right? But whether it works for us or not is determined by how much value that we give to it. When I was growing up, when my dad wanted me to mow the yard, I didn't value that. I mean, I did it. But every morning when school let out, and my dad was always up at about 5.30 to go. He was a golf professional, and so I wanted to go to the golf course. He was up at 5.30. I was up at 5.15 because I valued playing golf. You will invest in and spend time and money and all kinds of things in what you value. Now, I'll just say this. You're not going to value the Word of God because you should. You're going to value the Word of God when you begin to put out effort toward that. That's when you'll value it. Not because you should. God's not heaping condemnation on your life if you're not doing with the Word what you should be doing, but it's not going to work for you. It won't. God won't make it work. He'll help you work it. He sent you the helper. But he didn't send you a doer. He sent you a helper. So you can do what he wants done. And you can do it his way, but he'll help you do it. But you've got to do something with it. Can you say amen? And the promise is that a Savior would come to the world. But today, I want to, I want to look at it. We talked about the lineage and the heritage of, 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 of the Lord Jesus and where He came from and how He got here. And in Matthew 1, Him being the son of David and the son of Abraham and making its way all the way to you and I. And, and we talked a lot about the lineage last week and, you know, kind of the um, people that group of people in his lineage that you wouldn't think would belong there because of maybe their reputations. Well, the truth of the matter is you don't belong there either. But by the grace of God, you're connected. Can you say amen? So, but, but there was a line that God, it was God's will for things to happen through. And we read about that, and you read about it in Matthew chapter 1. And, and there was a line there that it had to come through that line to the Lord Jesus. And what we see in Scripture, and I'm just giving you one instance of it, but we see in Scripture how many times that that line tried to be stopped by the enemy. 
And I want to read a little bit of that to you today, and I want to show you a couple things. Um, The Scripture that was fulfilled in, in the birth of Jesus was a promise of a sign that God gave to King Ahaz in the Old Testament. Now, first I want to read, I want to go back to Matthew 1, and remember it says the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham, and so on 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 to verse 9. And Uzziah begot Jotham, and Jotham begot Ahaz, and Ahaz begot Hezekiah. So King Hezekiah, his dad was Ahaz. The Bible says that there's no greater than Hezekiah before or after him. He was a great king. He was a great person. He loved God with all of his heart. He had a great dad. And there was a promise given to Ahaz. So we see that Ahaz is in the line, right? So in Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 1, we read this. Now, it came to pass in the days of Ahaz, son of Jotham, son of Uzziah, king of Judah, that Rezin, king of Syria, and Pekah, the son of Ramaliah, king of Israel, went up to Jerusalem to make war against it, but could not prevail against it, because Syria and Ephraim and the son of Ramaliah have plotted evil against you, saying, let us go up against Judah and trouble it, and let us make a gap in its wall for ourselves, and set a king over them, the son of Tabal. Thus says the Lord God, it shall not stand, nor shall it come to pass. For the head of Syria is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is Rezin. Within, within two weeks, Ephraim will be broken so that it will not be a people. Is that what it said? So here's God saying, this isn't going to work, but within the next 65 years, (laughs) they'll be stopped. These enemies coming against the line of Abraham and David. These enemies coming against trying to stop the line that's connected to the Lord Jesus. Within 65 years, they'll be done. See, a day's a thousand years to God. So, what was that, 15 minutes? <laughs> so, in the next 15 minutes, but to us, 65 years seems like forever. But here's the promise verse 14. <clears throat> Uh, verse, well, verse 13 and 14. Then he said, Hear now, O house of David. Hear now, O house of David. Right? Hear now, O house of David. Who is Jesus? Son of David. Is it a small thing for you to weary men, but will you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself, Isaiah is prophesying this, will give you a sign Behold, the virgin, 
shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. You know, anytime a verse starts with behold, behold, there's some kind of honor and reverence that is attached to it. The sign to King Ahaz is going to be the birth of a child 2,000 years later. Isaiah is prophesying that this sign is something that will happen in this lineage and nothing will stop it. Did God say, within the next 65 years, they will be shut down. Nothing is going to stop this. You're not stopping the plan of God. You know what I say to you today? That when you know the plan of God, when you know the things that God has promised you in His Word, you have to stay with that or you'll be discouraged and defeated based on what you see. Those enemies from Damascus, they were a tough bunch. Hmm? And King here could have been really discouraged, except he had the promise. And it was promised, behold, a virgin shall conceive. Say, what? A virgin shall conceive. Say it again. A virgin shall conceive. To believe that, it's going to be a miracle. It's going to be part of the miraculous inside or in the life of this king to believe that that's true. I'm telling you today, it's a season for miracles. It's a day for miracles and for the miraculous when we can believe that this has truly happened. You, 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 most people don't realize how easy it is to be talked out of this if you don't believe this. There are people that started during different moves of God 100, 150, 200, 300 years ago, amazing moves of God that came into this country, that started denominations in this country. I won't mention the churches, but you can probably figure it out. Names that are associated, men's names associated with these denominations. That today, they don't believe this. They've been talked out of it. I know I've got some family members in some of those denominations who have been talked out of it. When they bring me a book, and the book says, or they say, hey, you really need to read this. It's really good. And the title of the book is, All Roads Lead to God. And I'm thinking, hmm, 
So I start reading it just so I can have some information and can't even get out of the introduction. I'm not wasting my time with all roads lead to God because all roads don't lead to God. There's only one road. Whether you like it or not, and if it's not politically correct or whatever you want to say about it, there's only one road that leads to God. Huh? One way. Everybody say one. Only one path. Only one path to God. The God of the Bible, there's only one path. One way to the Father, and that's through Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus. And all of this is set up. Isaiah prophesied. Here's your sign. 2,000 years from now, there's going to be a virgin that is going to conceive a child. I'm telling you, man, to believe the Word of God, it takes faith. It doesn't take a tough person or this person or that. It doesn't take, well, you got to do all this. No, no, no. It just takes faith. You know, you know what faith is? If He said it, and I believe it, and it produces because I had faith. I just chose in the midst of all the naysayers and all the doubts and all the stuff that looks like it couldn't be true, I'm just going to believe it. So here I am today reading a verse of Scripture that was, what, written 4,000 years ago, or was spoken 4,000 years ago through the prophet Isaiah over 4,000 years ago probably is when Isaiah said this. And somebody asked me, why, 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 why do you believe what you believe? And I've got a lot of people that ask me that all the time. Because of what Isaiah said. Who, who's Isaiah? Where'd you get that? Who's that? I mean, how, why would you believe some guy that you didn't even know lived 4,000 years ago? Because it's in the Bible and it's my it, it, it's, it's my daily planning book, and everything it says, that's what I do. And I'm learning to do it more and more all the time, so I believe what he said. And that's, that's where we have to get. And during this season and this time, the chosen one that was chosen, and we read last week, and I'll, just, I'll, I'll read it again, just throw this piece of this verse out there to you, that he said in Ephesians 1 that we've been it says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, in Christ, just as He chose you and I before the foundation of the world. This plan of redemption was set up before Adam and Eve even missed it. How can it be? It's what it said. I believe it. Done. Done. I've been chosen. I'm God's favorite. Sorry. Ah, the favorite one. <laughs> it's me. It's already passed. Sorry. You can be the second favorite. No, 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 no. How can God do that with all of us that we're all his favorite? Wow. I'm his favorite. I was chosen. He chose me before. Well, you know, they messed up, and so he had to work out some kind. No, 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 I already had the plan worked out. I'm forgiven. I'm delivered. I serve a wonderful God. His first name, wonderful, and his last name is wonderful. 
I'm saved by wonderful, wonderful. He's wonderful. Can you say amen? amen. So, here's this promise, born of a virgin. It was given to him. <clears throat> and, and so, in, in Luke 1, 34, when the angel of God came to Mary and said what the angel said to Mary, um, her response was this, I know not a man, right? I know not a man. And something I'm going to share with you today, I, I feel like, I feel like it's a game changer for most people's lives and faith in God. It's a game changer. It can literally change you today if you'll do something with what I'm going to say. Mary says to the angel, but, but I know not a man. Good response, right? But the deal with Mary and Joseph, with both of them, when you, when you read the story of both her and Joseph, they were already married. The angel had come to Mary and then they were married, and then Mary took off on a six-month journey. She went to see her Aunt Elizabeth, who was already with child, who was way old in age and shouldn't have, but, but she didn't have the experience that Mary had. Uh, her and her husband, Zachariah, they, at, in an old age, bore children. And this child, who was John the Baptist. So she goes on this six-month journey, and when she comes back, she's pregnant with child, and she can, you can see that she's pregnant. But nowhere in the Scripture do we see either one of them freaking out. Joseph is because what should have happened, she should have been drug out in the street and stoned. That was their way of doing things in the day. Not the, not the guy, whoever it would have been that she would have been with, but the woman. Stoned her to death in the street. So notice what Joseph does before the angel spoke to him. Joseph begins to conjure up a, a plan of divorce secretly. So now they're divorced, so she doesn't get the ugly treatment. He's working out a plan. And in the moment of his plan, the angel comes, and he agrees, and he does what he's supposed to do. But there's something about what was said in the beginning of the time, the, the, the planet that we know of, at the beginning of Ad, with Adam and Eve, right after Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. And it's found in Galatians, I mean in Genesis chapter 3 and the 15th verse. <clears throat> God knows where Adam and Eve are after they've sinned. Their awareness has been opened up, and they're aware that they're both naked. And 
God knows where they're at, but they're hiding, thinking he doesn't know where they're at. And so he begins to challenge him. He first he goes to Adam and says, you know, what, what's the deal? What's this woman you gave me? And he goes to the woman and says, what's this dumb devil? Right? And on and on. It's a blame game. They're playing blame game because see, now they're in the flesh because they disobeyed God. And so in the 15th verse, this is what God said to Adam. Okay? He said this to Adam. And I will put enmity between you and the woman. And between, I mean, no, this, this isn't Adam. This is to, to Satan, to, to the devil. And he said, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed, watch this, and her seed. Well, see, seed always comes from the him, not the her. I'll read it again. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. And he will bruise your head and you will bruise his heel. And there's a lot to be said about the bruising part of it, but we're looking at the seed part. Because this seed didn't come from Joseph. This seed came from God Almighty. And when the angel came to Joseph, he said this, You shall name him Jesus, and he did. He made sure that it was Jesus. And the Scripture says that he became Emmanuel, God with us. His name, it said in Matthew 1, right at the end of the chapter, his name shall be called Emmanuel. So the angel told him his name is Jesus, and that name is wonderful, counselor, mighty God, prince of peace, and on and on and on and on and on and on and on. He has many, 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 many names but he shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. Because if he's not God with us, then he's not God in us. He became Jesus, our Savior, God in us, but he had to come to us as Emmanuel so God that came to us, now is God in us. Why? All because of the seed. And a promise, an impossible promise, came to the king 2,000 years earlier that a virgin would bear a child. 
impossible. And yet he believed and continued the line and all the different opportunities that that line had to be cut off were never stopped because of people of faith. And this king birthed a child, Hezekiah, one of the greatest in the Bible because of his faith. Greatness in the Bible is because of faith. When you read Hebrews chapter 11, without faith it's impossible to please God. And by faith, 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 by faith. And most of the ones by faith that are mentioned there are in the same lineage. You can't do anything without faith. The angel told Joshua, you'll call him Jesus, the Savior, God in you, but his name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. If you like the names of God, there's different names throughout the Bible, the names of God. But one of those um, is found in Ezekiel chapter 48 and verse 35. We won't, we won't pull it up. But in Ezekiel 38, 40, uh, 35, it's the last verse of, of the book of Ezekiel. We see him as Jehovah Shammah. And in, and in that passage, it's the Lord is there. It's Ezekiel prophesying that Emmanuel, God with us, and that's, it's the same word, Emmanuel, God with us. But Ezekiel said, God is there. Where? Right here. Right here. As my wife said earlier, on the day that Jesus was raised from the dead, when he raised from the dead, seated at the right hand of the Father, God is right there representing you and I. The plan of redemption is completed. It was already completed in God, but the faith of the people that we've been talking about year to year, decade to decade, century to century, through the years, for over 6,000 years now, the faith of people have caused who Jesus really is to not stop. And now, that rests upon us. And all the hell that's breaking loose on planet earth, all the hell. You, and you can say that. That's not, a, that's not looking at things in a negative way. There's all hell breaking loose. I mean, is there all hell breaking loose? I mean, is there just crazy, nutsy kind of, ah, I use all kinds of words, right? It's nutty out there, but not in my world, amen? Not in your world if you're framing your world with the Word of God that has lasted through the ages. It's never stopped. The plan of redemption was set up and reformed and, and in a place prepared and ready before the foundation of the world. I always say this, you've heard me say this many times through the years, I've always seen it as 
Father, Son, and Holy Ghost had a board meeting before and set it all up, had, you, had the plan for your life set up and everything else. People that, people that don't understand the, sovereign, the sovereignty of God, they don't understand it. People think that if something bad happens, well, that was God's will because He's sovereign. If you think that, I, I'm not trying to be ugly, I'm just saying, if you think that, if something bad happens and that was the will of God, you don't know Him. He's only good. I've had some real bad things happen to family members and people, really bad things, but it isn't God. God is sovereign to His Word. And any promise in the Word, when you learn to develop that and believe it and receive it, it will liberate your life because you realize what you can have. How many know that the Bible says that the angels of God encamp around about you and they protect you in all your ways? How many know that? that that's a promise from the Word. No, wait, wait, wait. So the angels of God encamp around about me. They protect me in all of my ways. They bear me up in their hands lest anything come against me, one translation says, lest anything happens to me. So are the angels imperfect? Are, are they imperfect? No, no, no. They carry out the plans of God. Whatever God says is so, then the angels do whatever God says. But for that to work in your and my life, we've got to believe that and apply it. How do you apply that? I say that every day over my life, over my family. I say it over each and every. If you're part of this church, I say this every day over you, that the angels of God encamp around about you. They protect you in all your ways. They bear you up in their hands, lest anything come against your life. No matter where you're at, no matter where you go, you're never in the wrong place at the wrong time ever. I say that over you in a, in a number of other things like that, in line with that, all the time. Psalm 103 and verse 20 says, Bless the Lord, you His angels, who excel in strength. What do they do? They do His word. And then, but how do, how do they operate? They do His word, heeding to the voice of the Word of God. Well, who's the mouthpiece of God in the earth? Moaz. Right? Usans. We're the mouthpiece of God. So the angels of God heed the voice of the Word we speak every day, every day that we develop a belief system of. So in essence, it has to be like the reason we have to believe it is because it has to be as though what we're saying, it was though, it, it, it's as though Jesus is saying it, because it's His Word. You, you, you can't make up some new word. This is His Word. When we believe it and we're saying it because we believe it, then it's like He's saying it. And did you ever see Him not get anything that He said? He got everything He said. That's why we got to learn to be those same type of people. Can you say amen? So, <clears throat> Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, our Savior, God in us. Two of the names today that are because of the seed of the woman. The promise that the king got 2,000 years earlier. Promise. 
This is going to happen. So that means you can't be stopped and killed and shut off because Hezekiah's got to be born. Hezekiah, your son's got to be born because he's part of the line, so these guys can't come in and destroy you. And we just read that God told him, you will not be destroyed. What did that king do? He believed. There are a lot of kings that were told some things like this, but they didn't believe. But this king believed. Abraham believed. David believed. The lineage continued. And it happened. And for 4,000 years, from the time Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, for 4,000 years until the birth of Jesus, the plan of redemption was in motion. And it never stopped. And the seed of the woman, the seed of the woman, you, you get the picture, right? There's a seed in a woman that has never been with a man. That's the picture. There is a seed in a woman that has never been with a man. And if you live on planet earth, you've never met anybody else, no other woman on planet earth that ever produced a child without being with a man. You don't know anybody. Only that woman. And God, as he was telling the devil this, gave us a glimpse and a picture of how sure his redemptive plan was. <laughs> Woo! Uh, the seed of the woman. I, 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 I kind of feel like the devil went, what? What do you mean the seed of the woman? You're talking about the seed of the man. Notice God never stutters. Huh? And very rarely does he ever repeat himself. So I don't care if the devil, <laughs> what, what the devil thought about that. It doesn't matter. We don't care what he thinks. What matters is what God said and what God did. And he did it. And he accomplished that for you and I. Can you say amen? Wow. <clears throat> God with us. God in us. It was designed by God. <clears throat> God in us, because God is with us, was designed by God. You know, you see, you can, you can see glimpses of different types of feelings that people had with the presence of God. Old Testament, a lot of people were afraid of the presence of God, were they not? A lot of people were afraid. Um, a lot of people... We're uncertain of the presence of God, but now the presence of God that is with us is through Emmanuel. And the presence of God that is with us is different. It's a different form of God's presence, but it's different than God in us. Because if Fabian's a believer and God's in him and I'm not a believer and I'm around him, I can sense something different. You ever had anybody say something like that to you? What is it about you? There's something. Every time I see you, there's just something because God's with me. But God's with me because God's in me, right? 
And so a person that has God in them and with them is different, is different than a person that just can feel God's presence around because God's with us and God loves everybody, right? God created everybody. So they're all God's children whether they've accepted Him or not. But all roads don't lead to God. That's just a plain fact. And the Bible clearly reveals that to you. And the more you develop that relationship with God in you, Jesus the Savior, you begin to realize all the truth about how God is with you wherever you go. He'll never leave you and forsake you to the ends of the earth. And all of that comes through the chosen one. Our Emmanuel, our wonderful, amazing God that has delivered us and set us free. Today I just came here to give you this word, but also to really stir you for the season of miracles. The season for miracles in and through your life. The miraculous through your life. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.